Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Baron. Hi, Kyle. Lil Baron. <laughs> I know. Here we are again. Isn't it great? It is. Hey, it is. Lil, I've got some good news. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool. Several weeks ago, you'll remember this. This show, the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, yeah. was nominated for the best health and fitness podcast in the Discover Pods Awards. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, yes. So, so we knew that we were excited about that. Yes. Uh, it turns out there were over 9,000 total <gasps> nominations. Wow. So uh, there's a lot going on in the podcast yeah. space, as, as they say, the podcast world out there. Um, man, 9,000 total nominations. That's a lot. So here's the good news. Yeah. Oh, what? Out of the 9,000 nominations, we made the top five in our category. Oh my gosh. Isn't that's that cool? Awesome. Yeah, that's great. So thanks to everyone who yes. voted. And while I'm here on my soap, this soapbox, yes. I, I have many soapboxes. <laughs> while I'm on this particular soapbox, uh, if you happen to be listening to the show by podcast, take a moment and give us uh, a rating, write a quick review. Every rating and review makes it that much easier for yes. people to find us, uh, to find the show and to have access to the important and oftentimes inspiring information mm -hmm. that we cover week after week. And Lil, speaking of inspiring, I know we're just going to jump right into I've today's got chills guest. already. Oh, it's exciting. So <laughs> listen to this at 335 pounds, Sue Reynolds couldn't walk a block. She couldn't fit in a restaurant booth. She couldn't tie her own shoes. After failing one diet after another, she tried to lose weight one more time, but this time she had a secret daydream. She calls it a daydream. A daydream. And that was to finish a triathlon. So that daydream gave purpose to her dieting and exercise, and Lil, she lost 200 pounds. Oh, my goodness. Finished her first triathlon dead last, which is fine. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to say I finished my first triathlon <laughs> second to last. I, I wasn't very, very last. Um, but I know that feeling, yes. I know that feeling, but yes. I finished and I felt good about that. Uh, she fell in love with swim, bike and run along the way. She discovered an athlete and a competitive spirit that had been hiding inside of her body all along. Listen to this three years after completing her first triathlon, the one that she got yeah. last in the one that she just, just finished, yes. but didn't, uh, you know, do anything more than just finished. <laughs> right. Sue finished sixth in the world. Oh my gosh. And the first American at the world triathlon championships. And we are so excited oh, to welcome and honored Sue, and honored. <laughs> yeah, honored. Absolutely. Sue Reynolds <laughs> to our podcast today. Sue, how are you? Hi, thanks so much for having me on your podcast and congratulations on your award. Oh my goodness. Well, thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Five. Wow. Yeah. We, we feel excited about that. Of course, of course, you know, we want to be number one. <laughs> and like if, if, if we had a choice, that would have been our choice. But no, to be in the top five is certainly oh, an absolutely. honor. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very having, much. Having yeah. listened to several of your podcasts that, that I, I do find them inspiring, I can certainly understand why you guys rank so high. So big well, congrats. Thank you. You're very kind. You so, are. <laughs> Sue, we've uh, been looking forward to the show. We're excited to visit yes. with you and hear your story and your experience. Let, let's just start at the beginning. Like you, you started out in a place physically that you just weren't comfortable with. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was 335 pounds, as you mentioned, and 
Um, interestingly, I, I never really bothered me how I looked. Um, I, I just wasn't really worried about my appearance. I took my uh, self uh, image from the work that I did and my character rather than how I looked. Yeah, which but is great. I, yeah, but I got to the point where, you know, at 200 pounds overweight, I was just big and there were places where I couldn't fit. There were things that I couldn't do. And I just got just totally fed up with all the things that I wasn't able to do because of my size primarily, but also because of my lack of fitness. And one day I just had enough and I sat at the breakfast table and I put my hands out in front of me, palms forward and pushed my food away and just said, enough, I am not doing this anymore and started making different choices. So you, you, you know, as part of your journey, I I think, a lot of people can relate with this. You know, you tried one thing, it didn't work. You tried another thing, it didn't work. Talk a little bit about how you, how you felt about that process. Cause that's a very frustrating feeling. Yes. And then more importantly, how you were able to, you know, put all those failures behind, which, which is so important because we all have failures right. in our lives. We all do, but put it behind you and then be able to move forward in the direction that you wanted to go. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think having a lot of failures. I mean, I had been overweight for decades, um, for you know, forty years, and um, probably had failed at thirty, forty, fifty diets. Um, and I think when you have a lot of failures like that, you you start to give up hope. I mean, I it just I just felt hopeless, and I just thought I would I would just be obese all my life, and I just accepted that, and you know that was fine. But but then what happened was you know my why changed. Um, when I was trying to lose weight just because society told me I should be thin, that attractive women were thin, that was enough of a why to get me to start a diet, but it wasn't enough of a why to keep me away from the chocolate chip cookies when they're in front of me. So, <laughs> the delicious but, things out yeah. there, right? But when, I, but when I changed my why and I just got so fed up with not being able to do things, that was what did it for me. And that made it possible for me to stay on course and to, you know, to, to do the things I knew I needed to do if I wanted to be um, healthy and thinner. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting there at breakfast. Um, you you kind of reach this 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 point where you're like, I'm ready to make this change. As you said, you you push the plate away. Uh, very symbolic gesture there. I'm curious how you landed upon a triathlon. Did you have a mentor or an example, or how did you get to the point where you're like, this is going to be the thing that gets me over the corner or, or over yeah. the yeah. No, I I had not a clue what I was doing. I mean, when I started all of this, I was 60 years old. And, you know, my friends, I did not, I mean, through, I wish I'd known about your podcast, I would have realized that yes, seniors can be active, but <laughs> I, you know, I didn't know anyone who was doing anything in terms of fitness or sports. My friends were crocheting, you know, just right. So that, you know, I, I, I look back and I think, how in the world did I ever start triathlon? But I think um, I was exercising in a, in a just walking to begin with. I mean, my first exercise was literally a walk. I measured it a couple of weeks ago. I walked from my house to the neighbor's driveway. It was 50 meters and back. So my first exercise was just to walk 100 meters. And, and that was hard. I had to stop a couple of times, you know, along the way. Um, but I went from walking 50 meters to walking, you know, 55 meters and then 70 meters. And finally I could walk for three miles. And, um, one of the things that happened just by chance is every day I would text my adult sons 
And I would tell them, you know, woohoo, I walked to the seventh driveway. I walked a mile and a half. And they would text me back and say, good job, mom. And what I didn't realize is that I had set up an accountability system and that I knew that if I didn't report to them, if I didn't text them, you know, they would know. But walking, when I could walk three miles, my son told me it was time to sign up for a 5K. I thought he was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And the one that he found, he told me he would do it with me. Um, The one that he found was called the Krispy Kreme Challenge. Perfect, perfect (laughs) race, right? Perfect introductory 5K. So, so I did that 5K, I walked it, and to this day with all the, you know, world championships I've done, that first 5K walk was probably the hardest thing that I've ever done. I know my heart rate was over red line. I mean, it's hard to carry an extra 200 pounds in exercise, and that, that was, I'm very um, pleased, and of everything I've done, I was prob- I'm probably the most proud of that. But yeah, so then once I could walk... Um, I started, I did a, um, a water aerobics class and started dog paddling and breaststroking a couple lengths after class. And um, then I just thought I'd heard one of my friends talk like 20 years earlier about this thing called a triathlon. And I thought, well, heck, I can walk now and I can dog paddle a little bit. Maybe I'll do a triathlon someday. Right. <laughs> so, but I never thought I would do one. And that's, that's why I call it a daydream because I really didn't think I would do one. It was just kind of fun to think about, oh, maybe I'll do a triathlon someday as I'm walking down the street. And it just, it gave purpose to my exercise and and that made the exercise a lot more fun. So yeah, and then I could finally do all the distances and I thought, what the hey? Put them all together and he's got a triathlon. I signed up for one and um, didn't tell anyone I was doing it because I was fairly certain I was going to back out and I didn't want to be embarrassed, but, <laughs> but I, but I didn't back out and finished it. And, you know, it was just a, a wonderful moment to go across that finish line, even though I was dead last um, in my, the photos, I'm holding up one finger in the air because of my mind, I was number one. <laughs> wow, absolutely. So that, that's so amazing. And I, 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 it's worth emphasizing a couple of things. One is I, I love how you, acknowledge that you just started where you were. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we see that, you know, so often in in health and wellness as a whole, but certainly in our in our games specifically, you know, athletes, senior athletes in particular, um, sometimes you have this thought of like, you know, I've got to be Michael Jordan or Michael Phelps or Serena Williams, or, mm-hmm. you know, that if I can't start there, then there's just no, there's just no point in starting. And, and, you know, nothing could be more wrong than, right. than that thinking, you know? So you started where you were, which, you know, certainly wasn't where you wanted to end up, but you started, that was the most important yes. thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the other thing that I think is worth emphasizing that it's important is you really did. And you said it was unintentional, but you did set up uh, mm-hmm. a system of accountability. T- talk a little bit about how that kind of, you know, was, was crucial to your success moving forward. Yeah, I, I've learned th- that, um, and now everything that's difficult that I do, I try to put an accountability system in there because, you know, it's one thing to fail and, and you know know that yourself. It's another thing to have to stand up to you know face someone else and say, oh, I didn't do my workout today, or you know, or I chickened out of this race, or or whatever. I just think it's, you know, that was really important and. You know, so that accountability can be to someone else. It can also be to yourself, um, you know, to make a checklist and just check off, you know, the, the, different, the different walks as you're doing them or whatever. So, yeah, I think accountability is huge. 
I, I totally agree. In fact, we've talked to several guests over the years on the show that that really emphasize that idea of accountability mm-hmm. and how important that can be. Um, it, it is one thing and, and maybe an even an easy thing to kind of let ourselves down. But most of us don't want to disappoint someone else, right, you know, yes. <laughs> whatever that looks like, whether that is showing up with a, a workout partner at the gym or walking together in an, in an evening or as you did, notifying your, your family that, uh, okay, you, you've done the thing that you said you were going to do. There, there's something pretty powerful yeah. about that uh, accountability system. I think, um, it's, I think it's also fun to celebrate with someone else. Absolutely. That just is twice right. the celebration when there's somebody else celebrating with you. And there's no question that that celebration is another important aspect of health and wellness and just, yeah. just overall wellness, um, you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, uh, th- that celebration is, is so important. And, and to me, I feel like we watch it happen all the time um, it, it, within, again, the senior athlete community, that, that celebration aspect where, you know, people cross the finish line and that's, that's the celebration that they need, or maybe they get that gold medal that they've been striving for or whatever it is, but that's joy. You know, that's, that's, that's joy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's totally full of joy and especially in endurance sports. I think that's the thing that keeps me coming back is the joy of just the, the journey. And especially in endurance sports, um, it's not so much, at least for me, that I'm competing with other people. It's more that I'm competing with gravity. I'm just trying to get to that finish line. And because of that, everybody cheers for everybody else. Everybody helps everybody else. Right. It's just, I think, especially on, on race morning, um, you know, triathlon is the happiest place on earth. I, I absolutely love that culture. There really is a special bond and a special feeling. There's something about shared suffering that brings people together. (laughs) If you've never done a triathlon as triumphant as it is and amazing as it is, there is, there's some suffering involved there. I, I, I'm not a triathlete, but I've done a couple of triathlons so I can relate with how difficult it can be to, you know, jump in the pool and swim and then immediately get out and ride a bike and then immediately step off of your bike and start running. (laughs) Like there's, there is some suffering there and there is a a real community and um, just excitement and a friendship and a camaraderie that does exist. Mm -hmm. One of the bits of advice, one of the bits of advice that my son gave me that I thought was so valuable is he said, mom, think of it this way. You're just going out for a, a leisurely little swim and then you can rest, take your time. Then you're just going to ride your bike for a little bit. And then you're just going to go for a stroll, you know, Simple. And, and really, I mean, it really <laughs> is. And he, he said, anytime you get tired, just sit down and rest. That's right. Yeah. And actually in my first transition between the swim and the bike and my very first triathlon, I ate a sandwich. I brushed my hair. You know, I, just, <laughs> I just took my time. It was just about finishing. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I have a friend who has become really a very successful triathlete. And her first one was a little bit like that. You know, she just <laughs> took her time and she wasn't too worried and she was just there for the experience. Um, I will say eventually her create not creative uh, competitive juice really kicked in and, and she started analyzing her times. You know, she was like, I did fine on my swim, but 
And I took a long time in the transition. <laughs> you know, I was like you said, I was eating a sandwich or whatever. And then I did fine on the bike, but I took a long. And so she started analyzing, okay, how can I cut time down? How can I cut oh, time down? Absolutely. And if you're, if you're going to get to a competitive level, of course, there are elements that you have to mm-hmm. hone in on. And a, a transition period is one of those things, as well as working yeah, on the yeah. individual disciplines too. Now, today, my goal is to get in and out of transition in 18 seconds. So, oh, wow. Oh, wow. There, there is there's no time, time for a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no hair brushing no. going on. <laughs> You're going to be beautiful no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you started, you did your first triathlon. Um, you mentioned that, you know, that was just the, the journey was what it was about. And um, this finishing was certainly a triumph. Uh, no question about that. You also mentioned, Sue, that you started at age 60. How, how old were you when you ran your first triathlon? I, I was 60 when I started my first triathlon. Yeah. Okay. So I was still obese in, in my first one and, um, you know, just trying to make it over. But the you did it. I mean, yeah. you did it. That's what's amazing. Yeah. So, so since then, obviously for you, Sue, some of that competitiveness has kicked in as well. Um, talk about that transition from, you know, my, my goal is just to finish to now I feel like maybe there's a little something else that I can do. Yeah, that was a total shock to me. I never knew I was competitive in that sense. And um, I had finished in a local triathlon. I had finished first in my age group, um, but I was the only one in my age group. So it was pretty right. easy to finish first, but that qualified <laughs> me for the national championship. And I thought, oh, you know, I should just go. I could tell my grandkids one day, you know, I went to the national championship. Um, I looked at everybody's times, like you said, your friend did. And I figured I would come in maybe second to last and not maybe be last. And, but I went and really that was a life-changing event for me. Um, I was in the middle of the swim and my hand came down on top of another woman's back and I'm thinking, now what do I do? It, you know, in real life on the street, if I had bumped into someone, I just would have backed up and said, I'm sorry, yeah. But I'm thinking, I'm in a race and maybe I should just kind of just try to go faster than she's going. <laughs> <laughs> my hand is in the middle of her back and I just kept my arm, you know, motion going around and I shoved her underwater and I, <laughs> and I swam over the top of her. And then I thought, oh, my gosh, I really, really love that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And then I was really upset because I thought, Sue, what is wrong with you? You just shoved a woman underwater and you liked it. (laughs) 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 What I've discovered is that those 60, 70 year olds, they're pretty scrappy. I mean, just yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that's when the competitive beast came out and. When I got home, I, I and I came in middle of the pack against other people my age. And it was the first time I'd ever had a chance to compete against other people my age. So when I got home, I asked my, I had a coach at that time, and I asked him if he would, I said, could we pretend that I'm an elite triathlete and could I train, would you train me as though I were an elite? And, you know, I just told him I want to be all in and whatever an elite athlete would do, that's what I want to do. And to his credit, he was young. He was 27 at the time. And um, to his credit, he agreed to put this old grandma <laughs> through through a renewous, you know, training program. And um, the following year, we qualified for Worlds. And um, but it was, I mean, it was all in training and no excuses. Whatever it takes, find a way. Um, strength training. We monitored sleep and recovery. I mean, it was everything that a pro would do. We did. 
So, um, yeah, it was intense, but it, you know, we it got paid, results. Yeah. It paid yeah. off. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh let's, let's talk about that for a minute. So you have been to the, the national championships and the world championships. Tell us about some of the successes that you've had there. Yeah. So going to worlds was, um, incredible. The, um, the International Triathlon Union puts on the, the World Championship where the Olympians go every every year. Um, and then they have age group races as well. And we're all part of the same team. So the Olympians and the age groupers, you know, we're all wearing the, the Olympic uniform. Um, we're all marching in the opening ceremony. Um, it really is just, just amazing. And it was the first time I had really done any international travel. Um, and it was just so surprising to me to learn how much we were the same, even though our politics were different and, you know, our, our spiritual beliefs might be different. But when it came to triathlon, we were just all having a blast, you know, yeah. so no matter where we were from. Where so, was the first Worlds at? Where was yeah, it? At? My first Worlds was in Cozumel in Mexico. You okay. know? There, um, in my age group, I think there were 40 countries represented. So it was, wow. it was awesome. And. Yeah, and I came in 11th at that one, which was a shock, um, you know, because and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, two, three years ago, I couldn't even tie my shoes, you know, yeah. like almost in the top 10. So, and then the next one was in Rotterdam, and that's where I had my best finish ever. So, that I was sixth there in first American. So, that was, that was crazy. And then last year, I've been to two other worlds in sprint distance, and then last year, I I tried just for fun, a half Ironman, a 70.3 race, and I qualified for worlds in that distance too. Wow. So yeah, that just amazed me when my coach and I decided I wasn't going to compete in that because it would conflict with my sprint triathlons. But, but yeah, so it's just been a journey. I've loved every minute of it. It's, it's a lot of hard work, but yeah. you know, it's th that feeling of satisfaction when you know that that hard work paid off and that you did your best. I mean, even races where, things I couldn't control didn't go my way and I didn't have a good finish. Um, I, I still, you know, you just know that you put your all in. It just feels wonderful. There is something yeah. to that. Wow. It, it's probably worth mentioning. Um, there are different distances in mm -hmm. the triathlon uh, sport. Um, you, you've alluded to a few of them. You mentioned that you compete mainly in the sprint triathlon. T tell us what those distances are, just so we have yeah. a, a point of reference. So there's um, just, it's just like track and field that you can do track and field and, you know, be in a sprint distance or you can, you know, do longer events. So there's different events in triathlon. So um, the one that I enjoy doing is sprint triathlon, which is a, um, it's about a half mile swim, uh, 12 mile bike, and then a 5k or 3.1 mile run. Um, and when you're doing it competitively, it's all out. You're, you're racing at red line the entire way, um, which I really enjoy the, the, the mental challenge of yeah. like putting up with that pain and telling the pain to go away and keeping going, even though you think you're dying. And, um, <laughs> I just really, really like that. And so there's that distance on one end. Um, and that, I mean, it took me two hours and 15 minutes, my very first try sprint triathlon. I'm doing them now in about an hour and 20 hour, 25 minutes. Wow. So it's not like you're, it's not like, you know, Ironman where you're racing for 17 hours. The whole day long. Yeah. But still yeah. you're going hard for the time that it's you're going past. Yeah. Sue, I can't believe it. We, we're running a little low or almost out of time, but tell us, you've got, you've written a book. Tell us at mm -hmm. least how we can find that book and, and where we would uh, look for it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the book is called The Athlete Inside. Um, it's available on Amazon. 
And 100% of the proceeds are being used to help people with physical disabilities and visual impairments participate in triathlon through USA Triathlon Foundation. So um, it's a, I hope it's a good read for everyone, but also when folks purchase a book, it's it's supporting a really, really great cause. A great cause for sure. Wow. Mine Sue. just showed up. Okay. <laughs> <Yay>. so, <laughs> yes. Well, Sue, thank you so oh, much for joining us you. today. I feel like there's more story to tell. I feel like there's more to learn yes. from you. We, we'd like to have you back sometime. Yes. And maybe continue. Oh, I'd love to do that. Wonderful. Thank you. And well, thank you to, for inspiring us, all of us, all of us senior uh, athletes. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank, thank, thanks so much. And uh, we'll we'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you. So, Lil. Oh, my gosh. Wasn't that amazing? Yes. Great story. Great, uh, great example. Holy cow. Uh, hey, just to wrap things up here, uh, I want to invite you who are listening to head over to one of our sister sites, the50over50.com. Mm-hmm. We've been talking with an amazing, inspiring athlete here. There's a bunch of great stuff that you'll find there. You'll find the entire list of the fittest 50 over 50, some of the most amazing and inspiring athletes on earth. Really. On earth. In addition, we've reached our winner in the rockingest over 50. <laughs> uh, we kind of teased that last week. We'll just say it. Yes. It's Bon Jovi. It's, it's John Bon Jovi. John bon Jovi. Uh, he won this year, but his bio is there as well as all the results of how we got there. And of course, you can nominate your change maker yes. from there as well. We also want you to hit up thisisyourepic.com to register and learn more about Epic Virtual Events. A lot of great stuff going on there too. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show, we turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe to that podcast pretty much anywhere that you find podcasts. If you're listening, go ahead and give us a rating or a review. We appreciate that. You can also find this and previous shows right from our website at seniorgames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought comes from the one and only Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. And he said, your struggles develop your strengths. Very true. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.